0: Merry Christmas, Jacob's Well podcast. This week we are talking about fear. What are the voices you are listening to that are bringing fear into your life? And how can you find a new song that reminds you who you are, who God is, and why the angel said, Don't be afraid? Can't wait to unpack this. It's going to be a great Christmas. Fear has a voice. And it speaks, it speaks loud, it speaks often, it's the arrogant one in the room who's had too much to drink at the Christmas party. It wants attention. And let me ask you a really important question. What voices of fear are you listening to this Christmas season? What, what messages of fear are you letting sink into your heart, shape your thinking, drive your behavior? Fear is a powerful thing. Uh, some of the messages that uh, I have struggled with is materialism. This idea of stressing out that, that I got to buy this or I want to have this, but if I don't have this, I won't look like this or I won't have this or, or, or all the buy, the buy, 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 buy. And it creates fear about what we can buy, what we can't buy, what we wish buy, and all of that. Uh, there's the, the voice of failure. What if I don't create the right experience or buy the right gift or, or, or do enough that, 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 that I will feel like I have succeeded? Maybe you're running a business and you're coming to the end of the year and, and, and you've listened to the voice of fear. Maybe for you it's rejection. You realize you've got some family time coming your way and maybe family time for you is a stressful time where you don't feel like you measure up or you've gone enough or you've done enough. Maybe for you it's the voice of power and control expressing itself through politics right now. Some of you are very afraid because of what happened this way or that way. Some of you are just as afraid as other people in this room, but for the opposite reason. And that fear is causing you to believe things about people. Some of you would say, I'm not afraid, I'm just angry. Fear and anger are twins, They live together, they hold hands, they walk together, and they express themselves. And all of us just need to make a commitment to catch our breath and to love each other over these next several months. Maybe for you it's busyness. Maybe it's for you some other voice. Maybe it's a specific issue. Maybe it's a health issue. But the voice of fear is speaking to you. Last week, we were introduced to an absolute rock star in the Bible, a person who is a person of character and courage who has been given to us as an example of someone who was called to an incredibly fearful task at a fearful time, a time of poverty and justice, where it seemed like she had no power and no voice, and she found the courage to say yes to God because she wasn't going to listen to the voice of fear. And, 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 and what we found was that when God came to this person, the person, of course, is Mary, the mother of Jesus, the earthly mother of Jesus, that, that the first thing the angel said to her is, Hey, 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 don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And he said, You don't need to be afraid, not because the, the challenge is in the real, is real challenge, not because there's not dark things and real things that are scary in this world. He said, You don't need to be afraid because God is with you and you are blessed. God is with you, and you are blessed. Some of you just need to hear that this Christmas season. I mean, that's what you need to hear. You need to just push out every other verse. You just need to hear, God is with me, and I am blessed. God is with me, and I am blessed. Somebody just close your eyes. And just just speak to your soul. Speak to your soul. Speak wisdom and comfort. Just say, God is with me. And i say it again. God is with me. Say say it again. God is with me, And and I am blessed, and I am blessed, and I am blessed. You see, that's a different voice. That's a voice that's competing with the voice of fear. That's a voice that whispers and is not the loud, arrogant one at the party demanding attention. It is one that requires us to slow down and to remember the Christmas story. That's what's so powerful about the Christmas story, right? It's, it's this story where, where we remember all that God is, and all that he does, and the familiarity of it has power to it, that we remember the baby, and the manger, and the shepherds, and the angels, because it speaks to our soul. And I want to challenge you to give voice to that this Christmas season. Now, this uh, Christmas... We laid out a challenge uh, to rethink repentance. We want to embrace repentance. Repentance, again, is not this horrible, shameful thing that, that keeps us in the past, reminds us of our worst moments. Repentance is a change of mind, change of perspective, change of attitude, change of who we listen to so that we can receive God's promise, so that we can live in the full benefit of God's love. Some of you are followers of Jesus Christ, and you could not be more loved by God than you are. You just couldn't. I mean, he proved that on the cross. He he loves you more than you could ever imagine, but you're not living in the full benefit of that love, because you're you're listening to the voice of fear. And so we want to call people to repent, change their mind, not as a burden to make you feel shame, because fear brings shame, right? Right? Fear brings shame, and, 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 and God's taking away, taking away our shame. We'll show you that in a minute. Burden to make you not feel shame about your past, but perspective shift that prepares you for the promise that's about to arrive. And so we've been challenging people for this. Now, now one of the things that we learn about Mary And and this is actually true of the entire Gospel of Luke, which we are going to pick up again in the second half of the year. That one of the main themes, one of the main unique contributions that we get from the Gospel of Luke is that Luke is is the champion of the forgotten. He is the champion of the other. He wants to include people. He wants to include the foreigners or the Gentiles. He wants to include the marginalized women. He he desperately, and it's such a strong theme, wants to remember the poor. He, he wants to remember uh, the, the ones who have been so sinful that surely they're outside. Luke wants to include, Luke wants to show that this radical message of love and forgiveness is, is, is for all of us. And it shows up in the Christmas story and it shows up in the example of Mary. This poor, forgotten woman in the back street, backwater of nowhere is remembered by God. That God is with her and God is blessed. And, and that because of Christ on the cross, those same promises apply to us. Now, one of the things I, I, I want to show you uh, today before we look at the scripture is just some of the ways we as your church um, are trying to do that very thing, remembering those ones who are the outside. So, so we're in Legacy. Uh, we had our first fruits offering last week. I want to let you know, uh, if you weren't here last week, we've had over $8 million pledged, right? Um, but last week we had an offering, so so far, to, look at that number. F- offering for First Fruits at this point is over $800,000. That's a praise the Lord. That's a really good offering. <laughs> All right? But, but a couple things that are going on this Christmas, this, this, is, this is cool, but what I really want to show you is some of the things that have just been going around. Now, now many of you, over 250 of you, took these boxes, that we're giving to foster families, well, over 245 of these boxes were filled and are being given and delivered to foster families and, and encouraging in the most powerful way. That's the generosity of God's people. Absolutely beautiful. Um, our, our kids in Jacobsville well kids heard about need for socks, for ministry organization, and, and they, have, they have brought in over 600 pairs of socks. I think that's not individual socks, but that's uh, pairs of socks. And, and those are being given... To, to, to organizations that, that are helping, uh, uh, hurting people. Um, our Rush Kids, they do this every year, uh, but they go and visit, uh, and there are some assisted living uh, uh, areas, and they have written 100 love notes to people, caroling and cooking uh, cookies, and it's just a beautiful expression of God's love. Uh, in addition to this, uh, we don't do this officially, but so many of you come to us and say, hey, is there someone we could help at, at Christmas? And this Christmas, there were over 75 kiddos that received Christmas gifts That wouldn't have received Christmas gifts just because some of you have come and said, hey, we just want to do this It's a family tradition. It's just a very cool thing. Uh, A couple of our share partners that are really cool are Faith Riders. uh, They have a big rummage sale in the middle of the fall or the summer, whenever they do it. And, and we match whatever they raise. And this is the time of year that they come and they provide food and grocery, groceries for, for poor folks and, and, and folks that are just in difficult places and, and some Christmas presents for some people who don't otherwise have that. It's just an incredible thing. Uh, as part of what we do at Christmas, every Christmas Eve, so our Wednesday offerings, that completely goes to our share partners and ministry and our share fund. Uh, a couple of those this year we're highlighting. We had our our guests from the International Mission Board through our International Mission mission Board. And this is all part of one fund. This is all part of what we're doing. Um, There are over 3,500 fully funded. You see what I just said? Fully funded missionaries... Through our International Mission Board, we are a part of that. It's just a glorious thing. And one of the things we're really excited about, if you don't know about this, you should know about this. This week, um, Hope Gospel Mission had their open house for their women uh, uh, shelter for women and children um, 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 center. And, and, and we are going to make a significant donation as part of our Christmas offering um, um, through this. And so this is just some stuff I want to let you know, that there are all kinds of share partners. And, and what we look for, particularly is share partners who bring the gospel because you can do good, but if you don't bring the gospel, people just need the gospel. People who are making things better and people who restore dignity to people who are struggling. And and, and that's one of the main things we need to remember because when you're marginalized, when you feel poor, when you see yourself a poor, when you really have physical needs, emotional needs, spiritual needs, it, it just makes you feel shame and we were not made for shame we were made for dignity and and so so much of what you're going to see in mary is a call to dignity now let's let's take a look at her story the second part of her story so last week she's just hanging out mind her own business angel shows up hey you're gonna have the messiah and and again god is with you and you are blessed And, and the mary just needed to know those things in her heart so mary says you know what Whatever, it's not impossible for God. Whatever God says, yes. But then Mary had to live with that. And, and can you imagine Mary, you know, conversation with Joseph, her mom, just going through this little village of Nazareth, because uh, 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 Nazareth was not a big place. Think, you know, bloomer kind of size, maybe, not even that big. And, and so she's got to live with that. So she's walking through the towns, and there's looks, and there's stares. And I'll tell you what, under the pressure of life, The pressure of of shame, the pressure of people not understanding, the, the pressure of fear, you can start losing that voice. That voice that's saying, you're loved by God. That voice that's saying... God is with you, and you are the beloved. And so this is what happened. Remember, the angel said, you might not have noticed it, the angel had just told her this and said this, said, said and the angel answered her, and behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son, and this is the sixth month of, with her who has been called barren. And so, and so what the angel recognized that what Mary was gonna need in days to come is a voice of hope is a voice that reminded her of of two really big things who god is and what he does because when we remember who god is and what he does that changes how we see ourselves. but when we're focusing on what the world is doing what's not good what's messed up what all the fearful thing then we forget who god is we forget who we are and so mary is going to need that and so The angel says, hey, why don't you go see Elizabeth? And that's exactly what Mary did. It said, in those days, Mary arose and went, look at this, with haste, with haste, with intentionality, that she knew, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to need to hear from the voice of of, of God. I'm going to need to hear voices that are reminding me who God is who I am, and all that God has done. I'm going to make time intentionally and with passion to push out all the other voices and make time to hear from God. We're going to talk about the ways we can do that. So, so in those days, Mary rose in haste. She went to the hill country, to the town of Judah, and she entered in the house of Zechariah and, and, uh, and, gre- and was greeted and greeted Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth, I'm here. And look what happens. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. So so Elizabeth is is going to give birth to John the Baptist, who is the guy who came right before Jesus. And this baby stirred. The prophet was unbelievably, uh, even in in the womb, aware of, of, of what was going on in Mary and the baby Mary was carrying. So Elizabeth heard the greeting. The baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen, you need to hear from people. You need to hear from sources. You need to hear from information that's full of the Holy Spirit. Now, now, some of us spend an enormous time listening, focusing on, paying attention to things that have nothing to do with the Spirit. We, we will binge watch Netflix. We will, we will listen to talk radio and sports radio. We, we, will, we will read things that have nothing to do with God, and we wonder why we get a, a backwards perspective. But then we won't take time to hear from the Holy Spirit, those people who speak that truth, the, the Word of God itself. Now, now, some of you, that's the reason you come to church, because every week you just need to be reminded who God is, and what he does and, and what that means for me. And, and so she puts herself in the position to hear the voice of God as opposed to the voice of true Now voice of fear. Now nobody says and, and she then then listen to the to the love. The, the passion, the truth that Elizabeth speaks unto Mary. And, and can you just imagine, this, this, this is an anointing. This is a blessing. This is a healing medicine. She says, and why is this granted to me, Elizabeth says? That the mother of my Lord should come to me. And so Mary just has to think, I'm not losing my mind. Oh my gosh, I needed this reality check. I needed someone to remind me that there's a God who works and that he's done and he's doing great things and and I am blessed and I'm loved by God and, and, and I'm accepted by God. She goes on. For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Mary, you're a source of joy. You're a source of joy. And you just being here, blesses me. It really makes you think about the kind of voice we are. Let me just ask you, are you this Christmas season a voice of blessing or a voice of fear? Are you a voice of hope and positivity, reminding people the truth of who God is and who they are because of God? Are you forever the critic? Are you the guy or gal who can see 20 right things? Oh, but that one's a little off. Are you the person who speaks life? Are you the person who's forever reminding what not has been done yet? And so, so, so here's Elizabeth speaking this word of goodness, this word of truth, this word of blessing. She said, you're a blessing, and I'm blessed, and you are a source of joy to me, Mary. Can you see Mary receiving this word from God through Elizabeth she says, and blessed is she who believes. So Mary, you know what? When the angel said you were blessed, you need to believe that you're blessed. Because sometimes, listen, the, the, the Bible, or God will say to us are, is blessed. But sometimes we just need to hear someone say it. I, I always remind of that story of the little boy who was praying, uh, who was in bed and afraid. And his father came in and prayed with him. And, and the son didn't want him to so say. He said, I'm still afraid. He said, you don't have to be afraid. God is with you. And the little boy said, "Dad, yeah, this is great, but I would like somebody with skin. <laughs> Sometimes we need somebody with skin. Some person, some source who will come and they will say to us, no, you're blessed. And I know you believe it in your core, but you're forgetting it because of the voice of fear. And you know what? You know what? You, you, you are the one who believed. And you are the one who is a source of joy. And so she finds the source. Where God can speak to the fear. And blessed is she who believes that there would be a fulfillment of what is spoken to her from the Lord, that the Lord spoke to you and he made a promise. You need to have people in your life who remind you of the promises of God. You have people in your life who remind you of hope. Because one of the things is, you know, one of the the, the damning things about fear is it causes us to isolate, it causes us to shrink back and say, I'm just going to do this myself. I'm just going to, you know what, I'm hurting and I'm afraid, I'm terrified, but I'm just not going to talk to you. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. All right. I'm good. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing, right? And, and, and Mary doesn't do that. She went with haste to the source of God's blessing. And, 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 and don't be picky, all right? Maybe she would have wanted this from her mom or her dad. Elizabeth was the source. I'm amazed at, at the ones God sends to me be the voice of encouragement, the voice of truth, the voice some of you, actually some of you, and this is true to me, it happens to me, is you get praise and, and, and affirmation and encouragement from source after source, but there's that one person who doesn't give it to you, because that one person doesn't give it to you, because they got their own brokenness, it's not about you at all, but you've made it about you, waste of time, because that one person doesn't speak to you, you, you won't receive it from anybody else. You just need to get your mind right in that. You know what you need to do? You need to repent. You need to change your mind about that. You need to receive the blessing and the word that God will send through the messenger God chooses to send. And you find that, that fear can begin to lose its hold over you. But look what happens. What happens is that Mary finds her song. And one of the beautiful things about the Christmas story is that there, there are four songs in it. Zachariah sings, a guy named Simeon sings, the angels sing, and Mary sings. And her song is so amazing. Because you know what it is? It's a song of celebration for the marginalized. For the forgotten. For the ones who think that they are weak and powerless and forgotten and afraid. It's a song of, of just reminding us that although in this world we may be rich, we may be poor, in Christ we are rich. One of the greatest delusions are the people who maybe have some things in this life who think they're rich. Sometimes people who have the most materially are the poorest people of all. You see, their poverty hides. Because they may have a lot of material wealth, but they may be relationally empty or morally empty. They may be bankrupt in terms of friendship. And so, so what, what, what this Christmas story is reminds us that alone we are poor, but in Christ we are rich. We are are gloriously rich. We are blessed. We are blessed no matter what. We're blessed no matter what the doctor says. We're we're blessed no matter what the bank account says. We're blessed no matter that toxic person who's part of your life, no matter what they said. We are blessed. Because, why? Because of what God says. And so Mary finds her song. You need to find your song. You need to find that source this Christmas season that's going to sing to your soul. It's going to remind you who God is and what he's done and, and, and who you are because of that. And maybe it's an actual song. Maybe it's a scripture. Maybe it's the Advent devotions. Maybe it's calling that person who always spoke the truth to you and loved you even when you were messing up. And you've kind of pushed him out, out because you're messing up and you know what they're going to say. But you're going to reach out to them now because you know... They're going to speak the word of truth. I'm going to go in haste, not to the ones who are going to speak the words of fear. You know what? Some of us need to turn some stuff off. Right? Uh, no news. No no MSNBC, no Fox News at all this week. All right? Fast for Christmas on the chaos. It'll be there next week. All right? Right? Give yourself a break. You're scaring the children. All right, now, all right come on. <laughs> Listen to Mary's song. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. You know what that means? My soul makes God bigger. Gives him a bigger voice. He's more in just, he's bigger. He's got to be bigger in my life and bigger in my years. My soul magnifies the Lord. Because once your soul starts hearing from God, your soul starts to sing. And, and man, you just can't get enough of it. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God. Why? Because he's my savior. He saved me. He saved Mary from her sins. He saves me from my sins. He saves you from your sins. He's our savior. He saves me from broken situations and despairing situations. He brings practical everyday salvation. And he brings eternal salvation to all of us who need him. He is my Savior, for he has looked on my humble estate in, um, of his servant. So he's looked at my brokenness. He saw my situation. He saw that, that I was in a humble estate. This is a woman who is a part of a conquered people in a backwater with no power, no voice. God has seen that. It's a reminder that God is a God who sees me. You know, so many people uh, feel like they're invisible. We're doing a series after Christmas called Incognito. It's about when we make ourselves, or, or we, we start to feel invisible and in, in what isolation does in a person's life. And, and so, 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 so we got to sing our song. we got to find it. Look what else she says. She says, For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. She found her name. She realized who she was. To, to the angel, to the, the voice of Elizabeth, to the Spirit of God, she, she remembered, I'm blessed. Now, if, if you don't regularly and routinely remind yourself you're blessed you're going to fall into the trap of feeling sorry for yourself. You know, I don't know nothing. I didn't get this. I don't get that. These people have that. This, this is bad. And, and listen, there's some bad things in our life. But when we take a step back and remember who we are in Christ and what he's done and what he's given to us in Christ, we got to come back and we got to say we're blessed. And the truth is, most of us have a ton in this country, particularly of material blessing and and all kinds of other blessing but the voice of fear gets us focused on what has not yet happened what we don't have what we can't control rather than what has been given to us and so he says you have called me blessed i'm blessed for he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name for god is holy he's above all this chaos he's separate from it and he's done great things his track record is pretty good and so he's going to do great things. She's being reminded who God is, what he's done, and because of that, who she is. You see that? And, and how, when we are focused on this, can we hear the voice of fear? Okay? We've got to magnify the Lord in our life, make him bigger. Look what he says. And his mercy is for those who fear him. That is to say, take him seriously. The word fear means to be in awe, recognize that this is the priority, this is the big deal. His mercy is for him. Uh, uh, his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. Some of you are worried about your kids. Generation to generation, the God who is your God can be their God too. You so say you don't understand my kids. Are, I get it. My kids have been okay, but 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 this is a coming back and recognizing there's a God of mercy who's at work in ways that we can't even begin to understand. He has shown strength with His arm. He's powerful. I may be weak, but He's strong. And the more I'm aware of my weakness, the more I can actually be strong. In him, there's a strength that that is so much more than anything the world thinks is strength. He has shown strength with his arm, and he has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their heart. And so, you know, (laughs) anger and fear is an issue of pride. That's the third. I guess they're triplets, not even twins. Because pride, you say, how does that relate to fear? Well, because it's all about you, and it's all up to you. And it's focused on you. Fear and and anger make, this is how I feel. This is what's important to me. This is what I see. This is what I don't have. This is what's going to happen to me. Okay? One of the big things, if you were to go through this passage again, do do this later in in your own Bibles. Circle the word he in this song. Because he did this, and he did this, and he did this. Because it's God. He did all these things. Look what he's done. Look who he is. Look who he's made me. And so it drives out fear. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. What a great song. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. That that the first will be last. He's going to turn the tables. The ones who think they're winning and think they're rich. Who have hidden their poverty from everybody but themselves because inside they know they're dying. He says, those ones will be thrown down. And and, and the ones who will humble themselves, man, they find a a glory that is beyond, beyond, and beyond. She goes on in her song. He has filled the hungry with good things, but the rich he has sent away empty. That is to say, those who are rich in themselves and and rich in their own estimation and find comfort and and source and identity and things they can't keep anyway, that's all going to be taken away. But the ones who, maybe even if they're materialistic, but but who come back and say, in humility, it is all about God, it is for God, my life belongs to him. He says, those are the ones, those are the ones that he's going to lift up. That's why the Bible says, humble yourself, not be humbled, because life will humble you, but humble yourself under the mighty arm of God, that in due time, he will raise you up. He will raise you up. And and so Mary is is remembering, again, who God is, what he's done, and who she is because of this. So many layers of truth in this prayer. Some of you just need to spend, like, the rest of Christmas in Mary's prayer. You need to listen to that voice instead of the voice of fear. Look what he says. He has helped his servant Israel. He's going to help me. So how am I going to do this? Well, God's going to help me. He's going to help me. He has remembered his mercy as he spoke to his father that God is speaking to me. But God is not going to yell over the chaos. You're not going to yell over the fear. He's not going to scream over you turning on the radio or watching the stuff or focus on this or, or forever texting that person who's not going to respond in a good way. Okay? So, but God is speaking through his word, through his spirit, through the people you know that if you gave voice in your life, they would remind you who you are, who God is, what he's done. God is speaking. He spoke to Abraham and to his offspring forever, to his children. And in Christ, we have been added to Abraham's family. That's a whole other sermon, another theology thing. But at the end of the day, what it means is in Christ, we're children of God. That he is our father now. And and all this should blow our mind, and it drives fear from us. And Mary remained with her. Do you see what he says? Mary remained with her. Mary remained with her. You see that? She took time. She went in haste to play the place. She'd hear the voice of God, and then she hung out there. I just need to be here. I need to be in this place because I've got challenges. I've I, I just got to face some stuff. And again, this is us figuring out where do I feel close to God? It's, it's maybe I'm going to listen to worship music instead of talk radio. Maybe I'm, I'm going to watch something edifying and hope-filled, you know. Um, maybe I'm going, to, I'm going to spend some serious time in the scriptures. We've got another week or two left on our Advent devotions every day. Maybe I'm going to get this passage in Luke chapter 2, and I'm going to read over and over again what Mary's song is. And I'm going to try to find every single insight. Well, he spoke here, and he helped here. And, and, he, and, and he, she saw herself as blessed. And you're just going to spend time thinking about it so long that you might look up and say, man, I've been thinking about this for an hour. It feels like a few minutes. That's you magnifying the Lord. You know, maybe for you, it's a certain song. As there are certain songs. There have been times, just dark hours of the soul, where there's just a song God gave me, an actual song. I just listen to it over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. Reminding me who I am, who God is, what he's done, driving fear away. You see, it's all the voice that you listen to. And so this Christmas season, I just went through a ton of next steps. Find your song. Find your voice. Make haste to go to that place and then remain there. Ask yourself, just, just go through an average day. And at the end of the day, just as you lay down on your bed, just maybe with a piece of paper, what were the things that drew me towards, towards God? What were the things that drew me away from God? What were the things that were life-giving? What were the things that were just draining? And the things that drew you towards God, do those. The things that drew you away from God, don't do those. Okay? It's not rocket science. But it takes an awareness. It takes a slowing down. It takes the courage and faith to say, God, I'm going to push some things out so that I can hear your most beautiful voice. Now, now, this baby Jesus, right, he grew up. And he grew up to be a man. And he called his disciples, and everything that Mary taught, he was, he lived out, he taught in the most beautiful way. And he called us to follow him. And he wasn't naive about it. You look at Jesus' teaching, he is very honest, opened about the, the, the pain in this life, the corruption in this life, the frustration in this life, the difficulties in this life. He's very, very aware of all of that. But in the midst of it, he said to them over and over again, fear not. You know, um, um, I've overcome the world, and, and he and he said, "When when when the world comes, remember me." He 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 would teach them. It's in John chapter fifteen the importance of abiding in him. That word, where it said, um, um, uh, uh, "Mary remained with Elizabeth." It's the same word we, we use for the word abiding in Christ, and, and so 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 it, it's this 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 call for us to 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 be. With Christ and so so maybe for, for you this Christmas you need to do that. But, but Jesus knew we were going to have to have that and, and so so he gave us this reminder, this this message, this spoken word that is is also experiential and tactile. it touches every one of our senses. It's called communion. It, it's this place where we take just some simple bread and, and we take a simple cup and and, and we see it. And we can taste it, we can smell it, we, we experience it with our senses. And when we do that, he, he, he says, I want you to remember some things. I want you to remember that my body was broken. And because I was broken, you can be whole. You, 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 can, you can know that there's a time where your physical body will be renewed in Christ for eternity. That every serious problem you ever had in Christ has been transformed to an opportunity for growth and blessing. That, that, that bread speaks to us, you see. And, and then you take the cup, and this cup, he says, now remember, this cup represents my blood. My blood will be poured out, so because my life is poured out, you will have eternal life. The, and in and, and this life, you know, um, through, 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 through Christ, you, you can live a life differently, and you have eternal life waiting for you. See, the cup speaks to us. And, and what the bread And and the the, the cups say to us, it says a million things. But it says, it says, it says, you're forgiven. You're accepted. And and in Christ, you are beloved. In, In Christ, anything, anything, anything that's causing you to be afraid is temporary. Is temporary. Everything in Christ that would give you hope... That would cause you to live in courage, to live by faith, is eternal. See, see, the the, the bread and the cup could be an empty ritual that you just come and do, or it could be the voice of God speaking to you. So, so so we need to hear the voice of God. Okay? Don't everyone just again just close their eyes and and do what the psalmist teaches us to do. Speak again to your soul. And these are the things I want you to say to your soul: say, I am loved. I am forgiven, I am accepted, God is with me, he will never leave me, he will never forsake me, I am the beloved, and I am blessed, amen, amen. Now, um, here Jacob. Jake as well, uh, we always say we don't have a lot of rules about uh, communion, because for us... Nothing supernatural happens to the bread and the cup. This is a memorial of remembrance. The incredible thing happened 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ died on the cross. Because we believe here at Jacob's Well that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he took on the punishment, the shame, the brokenness of all of humanity. And that, that, that then he then takes that forgiveness that he, he earned on the cross, and he offers it to us. You say, how do I get it? Do I pay for it? Do I come to church? Do I do religious things? What do I do? It's absolutely free. You accept it. And when you accept by faith that every part of your brokenness, every part of your sin was paid for in Jesus Christ on the cross, and that, 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 that he forgave your sins, that you become his son, you become his daughter, well, then you become a Christian. You become a follower of Jesus Christ. And you begin a journey that ends in eternity, that, that is a journey of transformation with good days and bad days where you learn to follow him. But at the end of the day... You come to Christ by faith. So if you're here today and you put your faith and trust, not in yourself, not religion, not in Mary or saints or anything like that, but just in Jesus Christ and what he did for you on the cross, well, then you are a follower of Jesus Christ. You're a Christian. I'm your brother. You're my brothers and sisters. And together we can come enjoy to this communion as an act of worship. So what's going to happen, they're going to invite the ushers to come on forward, and they're going to prepare communion. And as they prepare communion, um, they'll uh, we're going to have a prayer, and then they'll dismiss you by rows um, as we have communion. So come on up for, forward, uh, uh, ushers. Um, and then um, you can have communion. You can have communion... Um, um, right at front, when you have a communion, you can take it back to your seat. Uh, just when you're ready, you can take and receive communion. We will not take it all together, but you can take it as an individual. And I want to challenge you, especially this Christmas season, to repent. Again, remember our definition of repentance. is not to feel bad about all your bad stuff. Okay? But, but confess it, put behind you, and change your mind. Listen to the voices of fear go away, and listen to the voice of love speak to you. Let these elements speak to you the words of hope you need this Christmas season. Let's pray together. Father, we are blown away that in Christ we can come before you and call you, Father. We are in awe of you, and we love you. We are grateful that you are a God who has freed us from our fear. You are a God who has put blessings on us and love that is beyond us. Now, Father, we confess that as we go through life, there are all kinds of voices that take away the voice of hope, that can fill us with fear, and we listen to them. So right now, we just ask you to just silence those in our ears, silence those in our hearts, and let us hear your voice. Let us magnify the Lord. Father, I just pray that you will become bigger in our understanding. I pray that we will quiet ourselves, that we might hear. And what would you say to us, Father? I believe you're saying to your people right now, I love you. I will never leave you. I believe right now, Jesus, you're saying to your people, do not be afraid that you are blessed and you are my beloved. So, Father, as we take communion, will you speak to each one of us individually? Would you speak to each one of us individually that we could hear your voice and take steps to be free from fear? In Jesus' name, amen.